back to the Cafe at Artichoke Music, 2007 Southeast Powell Boulevard, for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. It's our new home for these things. I am not new. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Our guest today, however, is pretty new. She's Nora Meyer, a singer, composer, pianist, guitarist, who just a couple of weeks ago graduated from Cleveland High and is at a jumping-off point in her musical career. She's made some recordings and has had some great teachers here in Portland and has been a part of Artichoke Music, but she's off to college on the other side of the continent. Lucky her. Let's find out what the experience is like for her since she's right in the middle of it. Let's meet Nora Meyer. Nora, welcome. Thank you. This is this is home for you. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. the past few weeks. Uh-huh. Congratulations on graduating from high school. Thank you. Is your whole life different now? Um, no. I was talking to my friends <laughs> the other day. We were talking about, like, it feels so weird right now because, I don't know, high school's ended, but college hasn't started. So I was like, it's like purgatory. Like, it's not heaven, but it's not hell. <laughs> and you're right in the middle, and yeah. you're just kind of waiting yeah. for yeah. everything to start happening. Uh-huh. But it's good. it's good. Well, you know, now that you're graduating from high school, you are... Not, it's not suggested. It is required that you try everything. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Time for exploration. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to college? Yes. I'm going to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Wow. Yeah. That Thank is you. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Whoa. Yeah. That's the plan. So I fly out on the 29th of August, and then I won't come back until Christmas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Was it a, a tough process to get in? Um, yeah. I mean, college is just a tough process in general. I think, yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't apply for any like quote unquote, like normal schools for, you uh-huh. know, English or science or anything like that. So there was that like, um, added level of auditioning. That's kind of a uh-huh. anxiety thing because, uh-huh. you know, auditioning is just a different kind of scary than turning in an essay it's a it's kind of intense um well berkeley isn't a normal school because it's full of musicians that's true (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but i drove up to seattle in Uh um december and did an audition and what did did you do how how did how did you like feel when you're you know driving up there were you nervous was it oh yeah 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 yeah. i was texting all my teachers all my friends and i don't know i have a very supportive community so did you sing in the car on the way up yeah, you have to like do your vocal warm-ups and everything. Yeah. I we stay we drove up to Seattle the night before and my family and I stayed in a hotel room and I just didn't sleep. Like I was up yeah. until probably 2 or 3 in the morning wow. trying to <laughs> get myself to Well, that's the life of a musician. Stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He started working musician hours right away. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. We went to this um yeah, record you go to this recording studio in mm-hmm. Shoreline and um you play a prepared piece, and I played some original stuff, and yeah. How many that. pieces did you play for them? Uh, just two. So you bring you mm-hmm. come in with two prepared pieces. So yeah. I had a, um, I was raised playing classical piano, so I played a classical Brahms piece, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I also played an original of mine called Icicles, mm-hmm. and um, which uh, you can find on YouTube. True. Yes. yes, you can find Icicles on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us, we'll get back to that, yeah, but yeah. that, that reminds me, um, I have seen your name several different ways. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
what's that process? Where are you in that process? Have you have you decided on a, on a, a name that's going to stick professionally? Well, my last name is Burkhartsmeyer. Mm-hmm. Um, all one all one word. Yep, B U R K H A R T S M E I E R. Is that a combination of two different, two different names? Nope, it's all one. Wow, one long, big long last name. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that's you know the name I've had all my life. And then when I started putting out music, I put out my music for the first time when I was 15 and my move was just to cut off my last name because every time anytime anybody sees it they you know stumble over it or pause on it or it's kind of like oh well that's a long last name and I was kind of like make it less complicated so I decided to just nix my last name the first time I released music which was Icicles um, and I just released it as Nora Um, but there is an artist out there that's called just Nora there's some Latin American like um, fusion something group Uh so when I released it on like Spotify and Apple Music my music got released like with their musical library (laughs) so if you go on uh, yeah iTunes or Spotify and you look up Nora Icicles it'll come up as like this other artist that isn't me (laughs) oh geez (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the second time around, um, I decided to try something different. And when I released my EP, I did Nora Meyer, which mm-hmm. is just the last third of my name. Yes. And my dad did radio when uh, he he was a disc jockey for a lot of years. Uh-huh. And he would do his radio shows under the name Bruce Meyer. Um, mm-hmm. So I decided to go with that. It seemed like the best option. If I had to look at my name split up, Burke, Hartz, and Meyer, I yeah. liked Meyer the best. Um so ever since then, I've been like doing music stuff under the name Nora Nora Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you yeah, if you Google Nora Burkhartsmeyer, me when I'm like four, 13, 14 will come up because that was the name I was still using. But I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> my most recent stuff. I've been trying to fully transition to Nora Meyer when I perform. Mm-hmm. It's the goal. <laughs> Are you happy with it? Yes. That yeah, it's, that's good. It's, the, it's what I've decided to stick with. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, you're 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 in the hotel room, and and you're. Are, did you do any any vocalizing or practicing while you're in the hotel before you went over to the audition? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. You got to do warm ups, and I didn't have a piano to practice on, but uh, they give you like twenty minutes to warm up before you go in and do your audition. So mm-hmm. they put you in this dark little room and give you some things to look at, so they can test your sight reading and uh-huh. your you know ability to kind of be. Um, do things on the spot. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I had, yeah. I had a little bit of time to prepare and you just go in and do the thing. And then they have you do some spur of the moment stuff. Like they played a track for me and we're like accompany this track on piano. Um, uh, or tell me about how you learned this. Or if I play this, can you play, you know, they'd prompt you with stuff. Yeah. 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 How did you think you did at the time? I wasn't sure. I, I mean, it's so impossible to know because you get in your own head so much. Yeah. Um, I felt like I could, I think I was talking to my parents on the drive home and I was like, I think I did the best that I could do. Like I'd prepared for it so much yeah. and just, yeah. just practice the songs to death. Like I think, um, given the amount of effort that I put into, I did the best that I could do. And so that's, well, that's, that's all, you, all can, you can do. That's all you can do. And yeah. then it's the yeah. waiting game, which is horrible. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. How long did you have to wait? Two weeks. Oh. Two weeks. Um, they said they weren't going to let me know until January 31st, end of January. And um, they let me know on December 18th. So wow. they let me know early. That's um, And so that was kind of a relief. And it was also kind of a shock because I opened my email 
right before I went to bed. And then it said, <sighs> your decision is ready. And I was like, that's not supposed to come until next month. And I thought maybe it was a mistake, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was... And so you found out in that email? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that was how I found out. Like 1130 at night, right before I went to bed. It showed up in my inbox. Did you yell? I, I was just, I was about to head up the stairs and I was like, oh my God. My mom was there too. And I think she yelled more than I yelled. <laughs> but yeah. And mm-hmm. I, it was still like, I was still had other college applications in the work so it was like do I keep working on those Berkeley was my number one school so I was like um if Berkeley accepted me do I just drop all my other applications uh-huh. and I decided to keep going through on Oberlin um uh-huh. but that I dropped all the rest of the others and uh-huh. wasn't didn't, didn't Alan Jones go to Berkeley mm-hmm. yeah that's what I thought mm-hmm. there's another guy in town who's mysterious his name is Alan Hager huh and he went to Berkeley and while he was in Boston he he supported himself by transcribing classical classical pieces to solo guitar. Oh wow! And he he did very well with that. Decided to move back to Portland and has never played classical guitar. He 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 plays with Curtis Salgado. Oh yeah, Curtis Salgado. I know Curtis Salgado. This yeah. is so weird because he's so talented. And he moved back to Portland and never played classical at all. I guess that's one way to build your chops, though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's like the most complex music and the most dense music. And so transcribing it and putting it onto your guitar would be, I mean, that would build yeah. your yeah. build your skill set in a major yeah, really. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what are you... Uh, uh, what kind of development are you looking forward to this the, in your in your, your your first your first year at Berkeley? Do you know? I mean, I think I'll find that out when I get there. I yeah. I'm I'm just open to. I've wanted to go to Berkeley since I was in middle school. You really? know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did you find out about it? Um, I started writing songs when I was in seventh grade. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of knew pretty quickly i was like oh this is this is what i want to do like is there a way that i can do this and then you know you do the most basic google search you're like songwriting college (laughs) it's kind of what pops up and (laughs) um i you know did more research on it and they have a they're pretty they're pretty um their online presence is pretty strong so there were lots of videos for me to watch and ways to get you know more information about it and that was that was kind of how I found out about it, I think, was just through Google searching it. <laughs> and that was your goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I thought about kind of doing other stuff for a while. Both my parents are English teachers, so mm-hmm. I was kind of like, am I going to do the English thing? Am I going to? But then, um, I don't know, I just, I'd been doing music for so long, I was like, this seems like the only thing that would make sense. I think mm-hmm. it's the only thing I could really, mm-hmm. you know, feel mm-hmm. like I was being honest with myself and doing the thing that I'm supposed to do, you yeah, know? Yeah. But you write lyrics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's a kind of English. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. kind of poetry. Kind of somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere yeah, in yeah, there. Really. <laughs> um, okay. So you just got a couple more weeks yep. before you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like less than four weeks. Like oh. three weeks, I think, mm. from tomorrow or two days. I don't know. Are you going to live in a, a dorm? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just got my dorm assignment. I'm in a 
uh, like a updated luxury hotel uh-huh. from uh, 1895. So it's this wow. old building. Huh. Huh. Um, really looks haunted. Looks haunted. <laughs> but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be cool if it was haunted by musicians. I Yeah. Hopefully it's not haunted by old luxury hotel <laughs> guest residents. You could, you, could, you could swap licks. You could steal licks from dead people. Yeah. There you go. There you go. They'd have some interesting things to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> okay, so um, tell me about what you've what you've been you what you have been doing here at Artichoke. Yeah, um, I got into Artichoke like got into working here because um, I started an open mic a couple years ago uh, with this woman Donna Cruz Moreno who uh-huh. works for Prowess, which yeah. is a nonprofit here that helps young musicians who can't afford private lessons and also does a lot of other stuff. They do um, just their main goal is getting opportunities to young musicians, um, and I think. Th- I can't remember who it was. I think it was Donna had the idea. She was like, we're kind of trying to start up this open mic thing. Would you be interested in um, working with us on that? Um, Like being one of our youth um, people on the team. Mm -hmm. And um, I was super into it. And uh, we originally had it at the Barley Mill Pub on Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. It was like the space that they, first space they found. And um, we did that for almost a year mm-hmm. um and people would come it wasn't very many people we weren't getting a, ho- a whole big crowds it was on tuesday nights so it was kind of um difficult to get people in the door especially yeah. when people are have school and then the other thing was that it was a restaurant i mean first and foremost right. it was an eating establishment right. so the goal like people were there not everyone was there to sit and listen and yeah. so um there'd be like sports games on and <laughs> you know music coming through the speakers and it'd kind of be like this oh could you turn that off so we could do our open mic real quick and um <laughs> it, but it worked for the time being and then donna kind of had her eye out um, then Artichoke moved over here and I yeah. was going to school at Cleveland. Um, and I thought, well, that would be perfect. And she, um, said, what, what would you think about moving it to Artichoke? And I said, yeah. And she had somebody, Karen, Karen Ann, mm-hmm. who does, um, soul music here in town mm-hmm. was a contact she had here and put me in touch with Karen and Karen put me in touch with Alexa. And so that was this mm-hmm. kind of chain of handing off the, um, information and i got alexa mcdonald's email and she said Mm -hmm. well if you want to have your open mic here we can we'd love to set that up we've been wanting to set something up with cleveland kids and so i jumped right in and started doing the open mic started pestering everybody in my choir classes to Mm -hmm. come (laughs) and luckily some of them did and we made posters and then the rest took off from there and then bob started his um his uh the youth involvement team or the youth advisory board Mm -hmm. what are we Okay, yes, so we're going by youth leadership team now. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, he invited me to the youth leadership leadership team, and uh-huh. um, I'm on there with a few other kids and um, or young adults, and we've been working on lots of projects all summer, and yeah. it's been really fun. You know, you're not going to be able to do a youth thing anymore. Well, I'm 18, so I, right. I consider underage for musicians to be under 21 because you can't really play many venues if you're under 21. It's just kind of the cold hard That's truth. A good point. Yeah. But yeah. still. Yeah, I guess I'm not legally an adult. You're moving on. <laughs> yes, I will be I will be um absent comparatively to the other people on the team who are staying here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um geez, uh, uh when you think about 
what it's going to be like for you living in, in, in a dorm at Berkeley. What do you imagine? I mean, I have some friends there that have told me yeah. uh, a little bit about what it's like. And um, I think I'll just, I think I'll be busy all the time. I mean, it's classes. It's yeah. Yeah. a heavy yeah. workload. It's going to be overwhelming. I'm yeah. kind of an introverted person, so I'm uh-huh. going to have to force myself to get out there and meet people and do things and be social. And yeah, it's going to be challenging, but I think I'll grow and figure and it out. And you always have music in common with them. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's there because they're super passionate about one common thing, which is unique, I think, in the yeah. college experience. I yeah. mean, you don't become a professional musician if you're like, so, so, meh, maybe this is what I want to do right. about music. Right. <laughs> it's not super, a super lucrative profession for most, right. so everybody's really in it for the love of it, and I think that's yeah. going to be a big bonding It's factor. great that, 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 that music is such a focus there, because usually in college, the focus is beer. <laughs> Yeah, nope. sure. <laughs> that could be a, an additional focus, I suppose, <laughs> for some. <laughs> so um, you, you've had some really amazing teachers here in, in Portland. Mm-hmm. You've you got all-star teachers. Yeah, um, I've been really lucky. Is, is Maria Massa, your, would you consider her your main uh, teacher? or? Uh, well, it's tricky now because she's over... Uh, across seas and touring with Katie Lang and she's got a whole career of her own but for many years I'd see her every week every two weeks um and she was the first one who got me to write it was like pulling teeth to get me to write my first song yeah no I didn't want to do it and I was why not self-critical and I didn't I didn't want to I didn't feel like I had anything to share I was really stubborn about it and I just (laughs) refused to write it and she I don't know. She worked on me hard enough, and I think I respected her and like admired her enough that I wanted uh-huh. to. I wanted to make her happy, and um, I think I, yeah, I wrote my first song, and then she started bringing me to open mics, and she started showing me like this is something you can do. That she brought me to a recording studio for the first time, so she's responsible for like getting me on that path and. I mean, I wouldn't be doing any of this if she hadn't have done that, I don't think. Wow. I, or it would have been a very different route to get here. She was yeah. heavily responsible in getting me into it. And then she's got her career of her own, so she's gone a lot now. I don't get to see her super often, so we don't get that every week or every two weeks um, right. meeting time that we used to have. But I love her. She's still one of my really good friends. She's doing a show here at Artichoke on um, uh, August 16th. It's a Friday. Uh-huh. We're gonna, I'm trying out this... Um, this late night songwriters event. So mm-hmm. it'll be like an open mic, but there's going to be featured performers. So Morea is going to play a 20 minute set. And my friend Una, who's uh, also going to Berkeley in the fall, she's going to play a 20 minute set. So that's this coming August the 16th. Yeah. It's next Friday. So a week from Friday, yeah. 16th. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. Yeah. 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 And we'll see how it goes. It's starting at 9 PM. So I've had a couple people message me and be like, why is it so late? We don't want, we don't want a late open mic, but I thought it'd be kind of fun. We're using the upstairs space for uh-huh. get some warm drinks in there and everybody can get cozy and low stress environment. Mm-hmm. Nice mellow evening of songs. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. what I'm, that's what I'm going for. But Maria will be there and I'll get to see her then. And she's back from, uh, Europe. She was in, she was all over the place. I hope her health is okay because she was. She had that concussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. I, she would have been here on the. She, I, we, we were, we were going to do the podcast. 
Yeah. And then, and then she said, well, I can't, just can't, I'm, you know, she was still not feeling well. Yeah, that threw her for a big loop. It was yeah. a, it was a pretty major injury. Yeah. yeah. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, is there any one thing other than confidence? Is there any one thing technically or musically that you can point to that, that she, that, that, that she helped you with? <laughs> um, I think she taught me the value of constant work. She, she, uh-huh. she would teach me, um, anytime I had a performance, she'd just come and support me or would ask me to tell her about it. And then she'd say, tell me things you think you could improve on first. Mm-hmm. Cause she'd know that I'd have like a big long list, but she'd say, you could only choose three. <laughs> and I'd be like, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But she's like, now you have to say three things that you're really proud of yeah. and that you want to celebrate about what you just did. And so she forced me to, um, in the gentlest, kindest, most compassionate way possible to look at, um, things I can improve on, but also, um, be, have reflection and show gratitude towards things that I think I did well. Mm-hmm. I think that was an important skill for me, especially when I was first starting. Cause I just get in these, I didn't like what I wrote. I didn't like how I performed this. And it's like, no, you can improve, <laughs> but you have to keep going. You have to keep a positive mindset or else you're going to just wear yourself down. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think she taught me how to do that really well. Huh. She also taught me about, um, you know, technical things that you learn in voice lessons, tuning your voice, warming up your voice, mm-hmm. um, expanding your range in a healthy way, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Breathing mm-hmm. is big. Mm-hmm. Um, we do lots of breathing exercises, which are good for you. you can learn how to b- take big, long breaths so you have nice support, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, and, and what about your other teachers? Well, that's there's lots of teachers that I've had. I, what about Rebecca? Rebecca, you, yeah, Rebecca um, Sanborn. Rebecca Sanborn was my teacher. Oh, I don't know. I must have been in second through fourth grade or something like that. I was wow. young. I mean, I was a baby. She was my she was Jeez. my piano teacher because she uh-huh. and my mom did yoga together. Huh? <laughs> that's actually how I met Morea too, because Morea's Morea's dad was my uh, mom's yoga teacher. Hmm. My mom was really into the yoga for a while there. Um, but I'm, she met Rebecca through yoga and, um, knew that Rebecca was teaching some piano lessons and Rebecca would come to my house. I have like a Hamilton upright in my, mm-hmm. um, my living room and she would come and, um, she encouraged me to write my own original stuff too at mm-hmm. a really young age. So I'd, um, she taught me how to write something on piano and then how to write it down on paper. So you uh-huh. write a nice little melody and yeah. then you can write it out on staff paper. We work and practice on that a lot. I still have those things in like a file folder. I kept them and, huh. um, she gave me little stickers. I learned like the Hannon exercises with her and stickers. Yeah. She was, she, what kind Re- of stickers? Rebecca's big into incentive with, um, like kitty, <laughs> she'd have like kitty stickers <laughs> or like ladybug <laughs> stickers. And she gave me a little notebook right when we started piano lessons and she'd, um, anytime I, did an assignment well or I mastered a piece. I remember mm-hmm. working through the Hannah, which is like exercises for piano. You do these like, um, mm-hmm. just to build your kind of flexibility. Um, you do the Hannah exercise and every time I mastered a Hannah exercise, I get to stick a kitty sticker on it, which is <laughs> like a fun thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, mm-hmm. she, we did that for lots of years and then she was touring with Swansea blue cranes. I yeah. mean, yeah. all these people, they're really great teachers and they've also got, careers of their own so that's tricky yeah. when you're yeah. dealing with professional or when you're working with professional musicians they sometimes you, they've got to go for a long amount of time uh-huh. now did you did, did 
was Alan Jones a teacher or did or did you just play with his ensemble? Yeah, um, I worked in an ensemble with Alan Jones for a little while. Um, it was kind of the ensemble I was in was kind of short lived. They kind of uh-huh. they did and they did stuff together kind of after I wasn't working with them anymore. But I worked uh-huh. with him one on one. He's pretty intense, huh? Yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's yeah. an intense guy. Um, but we worked out of his home studio Mm -hmm. to record icicles for a while. And we Mm -hmm. were, I mean, that was kind of experience that I gained working with like pro tools and Mm -hmm. recording and re-recording and getting good takes. I kind of learned that from working with him and we ended up with that produced single and yeah. Are you comfortable with pro tools now? No, Mm -mm. no, that'll be something I have to learn at (laughs) Berkeley. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's there's great. a lot left yeah. to learn. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a tech savvy person, and yeah. I, that's some that's an area where I have to push myself to be better. I don't even like working in GarageBand. I'm much more comfortable in GarageBand than Pro Tools, but I I much rather, you know, leave the technology process to somebody. Well, else. you know, some of the greatest mu- some of our greatest musicians didn't even know how to read music. I mean, Errol Garner, the the great jazz pianist, he couldn't read music. Oh yeah. There's you know? lots of people like that. Yeah. I I envy people that have ears like that sometimes. I can read music. I was trained yeah. from as a little kid to read music. So I can I can mm-hmm. do that, but sometimes I just envy those people that can just hear something and I just watched the Elton John movie and uh-huh. he was one of those people that would just hear yeah. and then yeah. Repeat and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocket Man. I watched that and I got really jealous. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, well, geez, uh, this is all great stuff. This is all great stuff that's happening to you. You, should, you, you can uh, look back on this someday and just be you will you will you you will have amazed your own self. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really, seriously, um, and uh, so um, so you. you what have you been working on lately that's and, and how is it how's it how do you see it as a progression oh um well lately lately like this summer lately i've been doing lots of stuff at artichoke which is a new totally new wheelhouse for me because i'm yeah. in an organizational um role which <laughs> mm-hmm. i've had a little experience this past year with like working on the open mic you know yeah. organizing posters and organizing you know getting an audience out and facebook events and that sort of thing and i guess when you're promoting your own shows as a musician you have to have some organizational skills but it's kind of in a different way you know um we're planning this event me and the other kids on the youth leadership team we're all working together on um planning an event for august 24th august 24th at um uh artichoke it's the summer's end fest Uh and we have um all musicians that are under 21 Mm -hmm. Uh, musicians and bands and it'll go from two in the afternoon to a or nine at night or 11 at Uh night 11 at night okay 11 (laughs) at night yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's a long day and it's a lot of artists and poets and um you have to figure out sound crew you have to figure out how much you're going to price for tickets you have to figure out what time are you letting indoors are we going to do this in shifts if people buy a ticket does it uh apply for the whole day you know there's like lots of little logistical things um that i've never had to really think about i've really done pretty simple shows simple setup i only have to worry about myself i don't typically play with a band sometimes but a lot most of the time it's just me so i don't only have to worry about getting me to a place on time Mm -hmm. with my gear Mm -hmm. um but now i'm worried about you know 
a lot of people yeah. getting to a place yeah. on time with their gear and um, feeling comfortable and um, feeling like their needs are met. And I have a, I mean, I'm working with a team obviously to get all this done, but it's still like um, totally new territory and, but I really like it. I mean, we put on a show in July and I played with a group of mine called the Wicked Okays and we're going to Berkeley mm -hmm. uh, all together. Um, it's other kids from Berkeley, but I organized the show with that band. And then They're from Portland, but they, they go to Berkeley? Yes. My friend Calder, Wiggers, and Una Mixay, we play together and they're mm -hmm. a year ahead of me, but they go to Berkeley right now. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, it's really been it's <laughs> a great advantage, <laughs> yeah, to know school and some already people. have a band. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it's... I'm unbelievably lucky there that I yeah. know those guys and mm -hmm. that they were willing to play with me and, you know, um, that they're down to hang out with mm -hmm. me and rehearse and what do kind these of, what shows. Kind of stuff? How many people came to that show? Uh, 54. Don't 54. talk without a microphone. <laughs> Thank you. We had, we had a, we had a sold out show for that show. Okay, so what kind of, what kind of stuff do you do? Uh, we did like a acoustic. We did a, only one cover. It was all all the rest of it was originals mm -hmm. that we'd either written together or on our own. Um, so it's kind of singer songwriting, singer songwritery. But we've got a drum, guitar, mm -hmm. and piano. So ah. however we can instrument that, it's you know some mm -hmm. of it's R and B influenced, some of it's folk influenced, a lot of it's folk influenced. Um, mm -hmm. But it's yeah, it was really fun. And when I, you say R and B, what do you mean? Um, I don't mean like. I, I mean like uh, pop R and B more. It's not. It's not. You know. Yeah. Whatever true R and B is, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of R and B influenced. We did a Lily Allen cover and uh -huh. um, kind of you know that pop soul sound, uh -huh. some something like that. And then there was another group on the bill too that was um, a band from Boston, a guy called Alec Hudson, uh -huh. and uh, my friend Davina is in uh, is in Alec Hudson's band, and um, they all play kind of it sounds like fleet foxes to me mm -hmm. it's like fleet foxes they do these really um rich harmonies and uh but also they have some kind of jazz influences and some soul influences mm -hmm. so they're a really cool group um so they played with us too we wicked okay is opened for them and that was a great show in july and so mm -hmm. um that was a new new territory for me too because i was also playing with a band i was helping to curate the show I was getting to the space early to get it set up and make sure I was here for a sound check, all that stuff. So it's just new skill sets and mm -hmm. um, feel like I've grown a lot in that way this summer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. After all that, is it a relief to get up on stage? Relief is of not ever how I think about getting up on stage anytime. <laughs> really, getting up on stage is always just kind of like, you know, you walk, you don't even, nothing registers until you get off stage and then you're like, what just happened? You know, really? like, I feel like, no, yeah, I feel like it's you, you practice, you practice, you practice, and then you go up and you, you do your thing and it all just feels kind of whirlwind. You're so focused on what you're doing. Um, and it's, you have to stay so engaged the whole time in what you're doing that you walk off stage and it's just kind of this, whoa, like a, <laughs> that's when the release comes. It's definitely not on any time on stage <laughs> for me anyway. I have heard that from other musicians. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a great saxophone player named Devin Phillips. Yeah. Uh, who lives in Portland, originally from New Orleans. And his, his hero, all time hero was, was uh, Sonny Rollins. And mm -hmm. Sonny Rollins came into town to play the jazz festival. And, he was asked to introduce Sonny Rollins. And oh, he man. walks in, and Sonny takes one look at him and goes, you're a horn player, aren't you? <laughs> mm -hmm. goes, yeah. So, 
You got your horn with you? I said, no, but I, I, I just thought he's. Uh, oh, I don't like says, where this is going. <laughs> he said, no, but it's going. Uh, it's just I live near near nearby. As he goes, go get your horn. So oh, that's terrifying! He I brings it do back. That. He rings it back, and um, so they start the first tune. And he introduces him and goes off stage. Start the first tune. Play the first tune. Start the second tune with a solo by Sonny Rollins. The solo is finished. And Sonny go, look, looks off stage at Devin and goes, come on. No. <laughs> and, Devin, and Devin walked out. Sonny walked off stage. And Devin played. And so I, 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 <laughs> I came up to Devin afterwards. And I said, well, how was that? He says, I've got to go home and sit on the couch and think about what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Who are your musical heroes? Oh, man. That's a... I mean, I could go on and on. Um, it's okay. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was listening. It really it depends on the day. But um, okay, let's take today. What's today? The last, what, what's the last piece of music you listened to before you came here? Uh, Laura Nero. Um, Aha. I gonna study war no more. Save the country. Save the country. Aha. That one. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the last thing I listened to. I was listening to the Beat- uh, Revolver, which this Revolver this morning, the uh-huh. Beatles Revolver. Really? That's my favorite Beatles album. Huh. Um, and uh, let's see, what else have I been listening to? I've really been into some new artists that I found. I found this woman Eloise recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like British singer songwriter, um, touring with this band that I like called Flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got these beautiful kind of jazzy guitar sound but with really like kind of funny endearing lyrics and a really gorgeous voice and really talented writer um Mm -hmm. listening to some of her i um i really like the cure i really like Uh my dad listens to the band i grew up on the band so so yeah i listened listening to the band recently um (laughs) we Big fans of the last waltz in my house. Oh yeah. Um yeah. so that's always playing. It's always yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Um all sorts of things. I love Carol King. I love Stevie Wonder. I love um I said I love the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um I really love jazz. I, I mm-hmm. love Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday mm-hmm. and um I was on a Frank Sinatra kick yesterday. Really? I was driving around with my mom. We were like uh, going to the gym, and I was making her listen to all these old Frank Sinatra songs. Um, there was one called The Coffee Song, and it was all about coffee and brewing coffee. And it was just funny. It was this funny song. I made her listen to it three times. She's like, can we listen to something else? And I was like, nope, this is it. I'm really into this song. Um, I love kind of more experimental stuff. So I'm going to see Feist in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. I love Feist. Um, uh-huh. I love, I was telling you about Rubble Bucket before we started recording. Yeah. I think they're a really cool band. Uh-huh. All sorts of things. Yeah. And I force all these artists onto my friends. I'm kind of... The playlist making friend. I love to make a good playlist and I make them all the time for uh-huh. people I love. My friend Lainey tells me it's my love language. She told me one time, she goes, I think, you know, people have like quality time or like physical touch as their love languages. I think your love language is playlists. And I think she's right about That's that. Great. <laughs> so That's make really a lot great. of playlists. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty soon you'll be making your own set lists. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yep. It's transferable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. This thank has you. been terrific. Congratulations on all of this. I hope you, uh, you know, 
I, I hope you have a wonderful time at school and, and uh, um, you know, and much success. Thank you. It's nice to meet you. 